Blog Talk Radio. For all the news you need to know, welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, where great people and great topics are brought together for stimulating and thought-provoking conversation brought to you by the Vibration Radio Network. Welcome, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. want to say happy Tuesday to you guys out there. Um, hope that you had a fantastic weekend. Hope that this uh, week is getting off on a great and a positive note for you guys. And tonight, you guys, we have a new guest. And as you guys know, we love new guests and new family members over here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Tonight, you guys, we're going to talk to co-author of The Diary of a um, Tratima Jackson, you guys, we're going to be talking with her uh, tonight about her contribution uh, to this awesome book, um, which most of you guys know that this, uh, we've had some several other authors on here um, who have uh, poured into this book um, that was compiled about Cheryl Peavy, you guys. And so uh, tonight, uh, Tratima is going to tell us um, about her involvement in this book, um, and we're going to get into what is the people. Um, how do you know that you're one of those people who is that is a people pleaser? So we're going to get all into that and more tonight, you guys. And as always, the beautiful butterfly radio show is brought to you by Vibration Radio, uh, which means you're listening to a show that's being broadcast globally. Uh, so big shouts out to uh, Vibration Radio for always supporting us and holding us down. We always definitely appreciate you. Guys. And so uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take a little break. We're going to come back and we're going to welcome our special guest, Tratima Jackson, you guys, right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show right now. There is a musical revolution coming. A mixture of jazz, soul, and funk.
new genre of music that we call lyrical soul. The album Existence will be everywhere January 20th, 2018. Welcome back, everyone, to the beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. And uh, as stated earlier, you guys, we are welcoming Tratima Jackson. Uh, she is the co-author of The Diary of a People Pleaser, uh, which is compiled by Arthur Cheryl Peeley, you guys. And so uh, she's going to come on here this evening, share with us her contribution uh, to this awesome book, and we're going to delve right in and get to know her even better. Guys. So if you're out there, maybe you got a question or a comment, free to call in. The number 347-326-9139 is the number. Or, um, as many of you guys like to do, uh, feel free to send me your questions uh, via uh, Facebook inbox um, at Bianca Fly, and I'll definitely love to ask those questions for you live on the show tonight. So we're not going to delay any longer. We're going to bring the lady of the hour on here. Chatima, are you there? I'm here. Welcome. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Definitely appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, Tratima, just for the folks out there, this is maybe their first time uh, being introduced to you. Tell us a little bit about who is Tratima Jackson. You said tell you a little bit about myself? Um, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a single mom of three boys. I got a two-year-old twins and a 12-year-old, and I'm an analyst by day, and then throughout the night and throughout the week and any time else, um, I do screen printing, so I have my business on the side for T-shirts and things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. I am from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, um, (laughs) and just happy to be a part of this project. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, uh, Tratima, how did this process uh, began for you? I know that you do other things. And so how did this this opportunity to collaborate uh, with Cheryl and, and some of the other authors of this book um, actually come about? It, it's, it's funny how it came about, but um, I believe, you know, divine intervention, um, I believe it was meant for me to be a part of the project. Um, I had attended this awesome event here thrown by. Her name is Ryan Blair Smith. And she has a, um, it was a, a vision board brunch. And I had did the, the uh, shirts and all the designs and things for her, um, her shirts, and she was selling them and things of that nature. And Cheryl actually saw my work, and she contacted me about it. And we just got to talking about the concepts for what she wanted and what she was looking at. And, you know, we just hit it off, and we started having a great conversation about the book yeah. itself. And um, right. it became it became a personal conversation, as if we've known each other forever. And we both <laughs> shared stories. And we shared stories, yeah. and we just kept talking and talking. And then next thing you know, she's like, 
you know, and I said, man, I wish I would have knew about that. And it was the next day she sent me, she sent me the information and said, here, get on this. And I looked, I looked at it as a great opportunity, um, a blessing. Um, and like I said, it just all happened, like, right on time. Um, Absolutely. And like I said, I had just came off um, of a high. You know, I went to that brunch that weekend. And that's, I think it's a part of the vision board that I uh, that I made. On my vision board, I put that I wanted to endeavor and do different things. And one of the great segments of that brunch that Ryan did um, was about writing books. You know, right. so it was just, like I said, it all just, you know, fell into place how it should. And I just saw Absolutely. the opportunity. And Cheryl extended that opportunity. I'm thankful for her. And that's how it happened. Wonderful. And so what was that, that first initial process like to say, okay, uh, here I am a, a part of this project. Uh, where do I begin? So how did you go about deciding where you would begin um, in your writing for this book? Well, I had to sit up and think about how to write it and what I was going to write. When she gave me the criteria, I had to sit back and think of all the areas where I found myself people-pleasing. And me being, a, uh, I'm just different, and some some people say weird, or I'm just unique, whatever. You're unique. I like, <laughs> I, but I mean, I embrace all of. It. I wanted yeah. to, I wanted to hit an area that um, some won't talk about. Right. So I had kind of, I had kind of had to dig and just type it. Um, mm-hmm. At first, I was reluctant, and you got to get the book to see what I talked about. But uh, <laughs> it it's from a single woman, single mother standpoint because a lot of people yeah. don't look at how we do a lot of people pleasing, and it's just in right. ways that we don't we don't even think about. Right, and it's always it's kind of blended in with um, society and what people expect of us as single Absolutely. mothers and single women, and what we should Absolutely. pursue and how we should act and what we should be doing and how we should be mm-hmm. doing things in order. To not be single, so right. that was right. um, that was the angle I took. So the process of that was me really digging and you know picking at a scar um, that had already healed. So I was I was mm-hmm. able to write about it. Um, yeah because it was it was the it was just a part of my life where I had to you know dig and talk about it. Really, I'm really private. So it, it, it's yeah. big for me to talk about it in this book. Um, Absolutely. So that, that was the process. It took me a few days, and I got in on the end of it, so it took me a little while to um, actually, I mean, I had to get it done fast, but it, it did take me a while to sit up and think about what I mm-hmm. wanted to talk about. But I didn't want it to be Absolutely. just something everyone was expecting me to talk about already. Right, right. Right. And in doing that, being a private person um, and sharing some things, you know, that, you know, you normally wouldn't share with people. During that process, did you also, once it was, I guess, finished and done, you had turned it in, did you have those moments where you're like, okay, who's going to, who, who's going to be in their feelings <laughs> when they read part of this book? You know, who, who's going who's gonna <laughs> to think, you know, I'm talking about them or, or feeling some type of way after? You know, they read this. I have to admit that the entire process, I thought of that. Yeah, um, I think yeah. I, 
type I think I typed my chapter at least four times about four different areas. <laughs> and with all areas I was like, Oh my god, they're gonna know it's them. Oh well they're gonna But then when I got to that fourth one and I start typing it, that's when it, it just dawned on me that, you know, this is relatable. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. if 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 whoever the person is sees it and says, Oh my god, that's me I mean They'll just have to own it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, like, like, there's no name or timeline given, but um, that that was a big process. Um, that was one of my biggest fears, but that's also something I had to get over. If I was going to participate and write and express myself, that's 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 a mountain that I'd have to climb. You know, I'd have to get over that being afraid of what people will say and think. And um, a lot of, like I said, what I heard coming from that brunch and just different areas that uh, is that, you know, it, it's time. Like you have to own your truth. You have to speak your truth. And, you know, um, a lady just told me, she said, you know, you're going to have to eventually share your stories because they'll help so many young women. So. I, I selected I selected the storyline I I picked in order to help um, mm-hmm. single women and single mothers especially. Absolutely, and, and I wanted to talk about that um, specifically because especially when it comes to um, single women and single mothers um, in general, a lot of people feel, and and I think when you're <laughs> and, and I think when you're a woman in general. A lot of people assume that you have nothing else to do with your life but cater to them in some type of way, you know, and and do things for them and all of these things. And so for you, you know, going through that process, a single woman, a single mother, do you believe there is, in fact, a lot of pressure, you know, from friends, from families, from, you know, if you're co-parenting, you know, with the other parents, a lot of pressure. Uh, to please individuals and kind of be that peacemaker, so to speak. Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of pressures, um, and I I spoke a lot about that as as far as the people pleasing aspect. But overall, mm-hmm. in general, as a single yeah. woman, a single mother, I just yeah, I do believe we get it pretty tough. Um, yeah. And it's like I said, with society and then certain upbringings, um, a lot of people just don't notice. Because a lot of us single mothers and single women, and mostly single mothers, I mean, we walk around and we wear so many hats, it's hard to even tell that we're going through anything. Um, It's hard to even tell that we're trying to deal with this co-parenting situation or that we're trying to deal with this dating situation or that we're trying to deal with these kids and we're trying to deal with work and then we're trying to deal with this and then we're trying to deal with that. And then you got all these people over here saying, well, you should be a boss, and then you should be a mother, and then you should be this, and you should be that, and you're trying to wear all these hats. Um, and a lot of times people, they don't realize the pressures that they are putting on us. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I do want to get that, put that out there that a lot of times people don't know. So, um, you know, sometimes some people may get upset, hold grudges, or isolate themselves, but... Um, my main focus in the book and, the, you know, what I decided to do this year anyway is you just got to have the power to say no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Absolutely. some situations, some situations, you don't owe an explanation. You don't owe an explanation. 
Um, And then, you know, we have a right to prioritize our lives. What's important? And this is how we're going to work our life. And then we set the tone. You know, we may be single forever if someone doesn't step up to the plate, but that doesn't mean we step down. Absolutely. You know, and that's, a lot, and that's a lot of the pressures as well. Um, one of my biggest is um, why are you single? Why are you not married? Why You know, you know, we mm-hmm. hear that all day every day. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm tired of hearing why are you not married. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not, I'm like, dude. And so I just tell people, well, just reverse it and say, why are you not married? And then that'll change the whole conversation. <laughs> you know, why are you why are you single? You must be crazy. I say, so you're crazy too. Did you did you recognize another crazy person? And they'll just laugh. <laughs> that ends that conversation. But um, that's another thing about me. Another thing about me is I'm humorous. So I've been blessed to where I can laugh a lot of stuff off, or I can find the humor or the funny side into everything. Um, but. It, it took a while for me to be able to embrace that as well and to be able to just say no or prioritize my life and this is what I'm doing, you know, and go forward. Absolutely. And uh, Jatima is specifically dealing with this topic um, of the book, um, the, you know, Diary of a People Pleaser. Um, how, when you, when you, when you, when Cheryl first came to you and you guys discussed this book, um, how much were you able to truly like relate and connect? And I know you said, um, you know, you shared your experience, but did you feel like right off the bat that, wow, you know, we truly are some people pleasers in life with, with certain individuals that we cross paths with? Um, well, like I said, when we got to talking and I'm a listener and a thinker, so mm-hmm. I kind of I just listened and I, I have that with people. People like to talk, and I listen. And so when Cheryl called and we were discussing her design for the shirt, I usually try to get a vision or a background and try to see what it is that they're looking for and why. And that's when she started talking. And I just engaged it because, you know, it triggered something in me. You know, it it, it dawned on me. Oh, my, I do that too. Wait, you do that too? I do that no one talks about it. No one sits around right. and says, I'm people pleasing yeah. today. Are you going to people yeah. please with yeah. me? No, I'm tomorrow. Yeah. Nobody does that. So, <laughs> right. So, you know, we got to talking, and that's how we drew each other in. And it was just a genuine, lovely, long conversation. We didn't even realize how long we were on the phone, but it, it really blessed me, and it blessed yeah. her. And I got a feel for it. Like I said, the next day, she sent me an email with all the information. And at first I was hesitant, but I said, you know, just leap at the opportunity. And that that also was an opportunity for me to, to move forward from people pleasing. Because the first thing I thought about, like you brought up earlier, was, like, well, if I write anything, somebody's going to know somebody's not going to mm-hmm. like it. But I'm like, you know, I want to do this. So I did it. With this um, and being able to share uh, so much of yourself and things that uh, you've kind of dealt with internally, how are you able to recognize or for the folks out here listening, how do we know or do you think people consciously know or don't know that they're in fact being a people pleaser? Because sometimes, you know, we've, we've seen 
you know, some of my girlfriends get in the mixed company of, of some man who is just using her, you know, and she's satisfying him, you know, with uh, doing certain things or whatnot. And so in the back of our mind, we're like, okay, well, why are you doing that? Do you think that some people just, you know, subconsciously not recognize that they're in fact being that quote unquote people pleaser? Tima, can you hear me? I'm here. Did you say how can they not recognize it? Well, how do they recognize that they're in fact becoming or are um, a people pleaser? Okay. Um, this is simple. Um, and it's just kind of like old school saying, when you're sick and tired, you're sick and tired. Um, mm-hmm. And then, I mean, then if you have a good group of people around you as well, um, like that's the, that's the thing that I had to look at as well. But I put this into practice about a year and a half ago. Not that you move away from certain people, but you have to bring in closer certain people who right. um, mean you well, who got your back, who will pray with you, pray for you, have wisdom. I'm all about wisdom. Um, I'm all about prayer. And you got to have tough skin. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm have that around you, they'll let you know, you know, when are you going to take a break? When are you going to do this for you? You're always doing this for mm-hmm. me. Look at mm-hmm. yourself. What are you doing? Look at yourself. What, you know, and then if you don't have that around you, you got to love yourself enough to sit down and know you're worn out. Because there's a lot of people out there who may not have that circle around them, but at night, right. they know it's just a fear of Absolutely. being alone or not having and that, I think that's the biggest thing that holds people back, that holds people back from releasing all that. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they hold on, and like, I'll be lonely, I'll be by myself, I won't have friends, they won't invite me. If I don't do this, they won't do this for me. If I don't show up, right. they won't show up for me. So I have to break my neck, I have to spend this money, I have to do this. I, he likes me like this, he likes me like that, but what is he doing for you, you know? Right. And, you know, and, and in that aspect, like I said, it's, when you're when you're done, you're done. But mm-hmm. I strongly suggest that you have a small inner close circle that is there for you, that is gonna tell you the truth, that is gonna pray with you, that is gonna look out for you, and that will appreciate you as well. They reciprocate everything you do. You know, and that's Absolutely. that's the that's the value of friendship and and I you know, I suggest some type of mentor. I mean, someone older, wiser, mentorship is great, you know. Um, so, it, like I said, it all depends on who's around you and it also depends on yourself. Um, I think, I honestly think people know it. I just think people don't want to admit it. Absolutely. Absolutely agree. And uh, if you guys are just joining us, you guys, we are on with Tradema Jackson. You guys, she is the co-author of The Diary of a People Pleaser, you guys. Um overcoming the need to conform to others. And so if you're just joining us on the line and you have a question or comment for her, uh, if you're on the line already, go ahead and press one. If you want to share some thoughts with her, show her some, show her some love, all those great things. Or uh, you can call in. The number is 347-326-9139 is the number. And, um, okay, uh, we got a caller here, uh, area code 216, uh, last digit 8. Three nine six. Uh, state your name and where you're calling from. 
It's Cheryl from Cleveland, Ohio. Hey, hey Bianca. Cheryl, how are you doing? Tima. Good. Well, how are you? Good. How are you? <laughs> good. I am just listening in, and everything she said is exactly how it happened. Happened to come across her, you know, Ryan Blair and I yeah. Smith, and it was just amazing connection and just talking to her when. You are a people pleaser, a former people pleaser. You can relate mm-hmm. to other people who have been in that, you know, mm-hmm. in that place yeah. in their life. Yeah. And it was just a great conversation of just being real and saying how it, you know, it is. And also that it's an addiction and you can still fall back into people pleasing. So mm-hmm. I'm so excited that she is being able to be on your show, Bianca, and Absolutely. sharing her story. Yes. Absolutely. So I just wanted to pop yeah. in and say Hi. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, hello. I, well, thank you. And, and I have to, I have to definitely ask you, Cheryl, because I know um, a lot of people. What made you decide to uh, create a book like this, but not only just have your thought, you know, your thoughts in, in this, but also connect with some other awesome women uh, to come on board with this book? You know what? The, the reason that I that I think is so important is that this is a topic that seems like it's taboo that people don't talk about, but it's mm-hmm. real. And yeah. again, I would always say at some point, everybody's tried to please somebody, you know, whether it's to get a job or, mm-hmm. you know, parents, a coach, a teacher, somebody. But for a people pleaser, it's, it's a lifestyle. And I think it's important yeah. to have this conversation, especially with teenagers as they're growing up, you know, the peer pressure, trying to, you know, you know, be the popular person, be liked, be loved, and just doing things and turning into a person that they, you know, that's not who they are, just to be mm-hmm. liked. So I think it's important to have this topic of conversation to say, you know, yeah. all, you know, these particular women have been people pleasers, which I'm sure there's many more, of course, in the world, but it's mm-hmm. time to share our story so people can wake up and say, you know what, you don't have to please everybody or right. anybody, honestly. Because you're not right. you're not happy when you please others and you live your life for somebody Absolutely. else. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, well, we are glad that you called in tonight, and we definitely appreciate it. Thank you. Same here. Absolutely. We hope you continue listening to the rest of the show. I sure am. I will. All right. Thank you. you thanks. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And so, of course, um, for you, Tratima, um, dealing with things in your in your very own life, when was the point, when was that moment in your life that you began to personally notice, hey, Tratima, you've been, you're, you're being a people pleaser. You're trying to please folks when it's not something that you really want to do. When was that moment that you recognized it and that moment that you said, okay, no, no more of this. We're not, we're not doing this anymore. Um, it, it was a kind of a buildup. Um, like I mm-hmm. said, when I had my twins, mm-hmm. um, that was a pretty big deal. And so yeah. I had a lot of time. I had a lot of time to myself with my babies and my son, and I was off work for three months. And, you know, I had a lot of time to think and mm-hmm. just reflect. And I just paid attention to my surroundings. I paid attention to people. I paid attention to everything because at that time I was a little out of my element because I couldn't be who I had normally been. You know, I had right. newborn twins. So um, my personality and the person I am 
I'm always there. I'm there. You need it. I got it. I'm a check on you. If you're sick, I'm gonna remember and say how you feeling today. Do you need something? Or if you if you just had a baby, I'm gonna be at your house every day to see if you need to rest or if you need this. And so I just you know sat back and just paid attention. And then um, when it gets to the part of, that I wrote in my book, I finally had enough. Um, I'm gonna say. It was about almost a year year ago or so um, in, in the situation I was in. And, you know, like I said, it, it took me um, eventually to say, you know, I'm, I'm done doing this. And um, the people that were around me, you know, I have very mm-hmm. close friends who I love dearly. And um, a lot of my friends are, like, way older than me, too. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how God just blessed me a lot of older, older friends, and then I have somebody. But you know, those who give wise words and encouragement and advice, yeah. You know, a lot of situations that went on, they may not have known about it, but they would have a nice little word for me one day, or some wisdom, or they would encourage me to see who I am. You know, see right. what I have to offer the world, and then to see how I've been holding it back. Right. And so I had, to, I had to look at all that. Like, I can't advance if I'm forever pleasing someone else and pushing everyone else to advance. Now, once I start advancing and making myself happy and paying attention to my home and paying attention to my soul and my being and who I am, then, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with also being the same cheerleader for those who push me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so it it, it kind of happened in a in a wave, you know. It, it had to build up, and me personally, I just got tired of it, and it it took a toll on me. Because um, yeah. sometimes it'll take a toll on you, you know. Absolutely. You, you just get you just get tired, and you'll say, "I'm this is not me." And one of my closest, um, she she told me she was like, well, "You need to get your mojo back." <laughs> and I, I take that to heart because these yeah. people know who I am and who I was and my capabilities. And you know, sometimes we get lost on the way. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, a listener, Destiny from Atlanta, uh, she says, "How does a person recognize the difference between being genuinely nice and being a people person?" Um. That's, to me, you can be genuinely nice because I'm genuinely nice. Like, yeah. I never stop. I, I, I'm still going to help people. That's just mm-hmm. my nature. If I see, if I right. see someone, if I see you struggling, I'm going to run over there and help you. Now, being right. a people pleaser is are you habitually doing it for something in return for someone? Mm-hmm. So am I continuously helping this person? And keep doing it, keep doing it. Do I want attention? Do I want them to give it back to me? Um, do I want their affection? Am I doing this? You know, am I doing something out of desperation or to make them like me? You know, so when you do things out of the kindness of your heart, it should be out of the kindness of your heart, whether Absolutely. they like you or they don't. Mm-hmm. Because I wasn't put on this earth to be liked by everyone. 
but I will Absolutely. come here to make a difference, make a difference and to serve. If you're hungry, I'm going to feed you. If you're thirsty, I'm going to give you something to drink. If you're cold, I'm going to give you a coat. And you might not even like me tomorrow, but I did my due diligence. But I'm going to still keep it moving because I didn't do it with any motive behind it. Absolutely, absolutely great um, answer to that. And, of course, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take a little break, you guys, but we're going to come back uh, with more uh, to your team with you guys. And we've got some more questions uh, from her for her. Uh, from some of the listeners as well. And so don't delay. Uh, feel free to call in now, 347-326-9139. If you got a question or comment uh, for the team of this evening, you guys, if you're already, already on the line, listen, uh, if you press one, we'll be happy to bring you into the conversation. So we're going to take a little break, you guys, but we'll be right back with more Shatima Jackson, you guys, right here on the beautiful Butterfly Show. What do you get when you fuse together a smooth, debonair man with an explosive volcano attitude? Mr. Quincy O'Reilly, a man living a secret life that he has perfected in keeping a secret. With his hidden profession, that is how he would prefer it to be. Who doesn't like the element of surprise? A true businessman by day and mysterious man by night. Will he be able to maintain the two without getting caught? Innocent and sweet doesn't mean powerless. Just ask Kaylee Jack, who has now had the chance to encounter meeting Quincy. Driven to stake claim in the one man she wants, she tackles the obstacles thrown her way. Determined that nothing will stand in her way could be deadly. What happens when Quincy's secrets are revealed? Who will be set free? Who will be pulled deeper into a mysterious world? Or will the lies and secrets destroy anyone in its path after the smoke from the gun has cleared? Check out Quiet Storm by Arthur Deidre Lachey. Available on Amazon.com and www.blackbeautypresents.com. And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. This evening, you guys, we are talking with one of the uh, co-authors of The Diary of a People Pleaser. Tonight, um, Overcoming the Need to Conform to Others, um, compiled by Cheryl Peavy, you guys. And, of course, one of the questions, uh, Tatima, coming from Erica uh, from Mississippi. She says, um, how do you not fall back into the habit of being a pleaser? How do you know when you're falling back into that trap if you've been working so hard to get out of it? Okay, could you repeat that? Um, she says, um, how do you not fall back into the habit of being a people pleaser after working so hard to get out of that? Um. I think 
you have to develop something with yourself. You got to know yourself. Um, me, yeah. I know myself. Um, you have to come up with a plan um, to hold yourself accountable. And if you have people around you to kind of ask you about it every now and then, that would be great. But you just have to know yourself. What works for you? Um, it, that could that could be anything. And that's a you know I don't want to say what to do or how to do it because it depends on the person. Um, and sometimes right. it depends on the it depends on the level of when you're really done and tired of doing it. And you don't even right. look back to do it. Um, but mm-hmm. sometimes you have and sometimes you have to remove yourself. You know, you gotta have to love someone from a distance or you have to deal with them from a distance if they're the ones that you're always pleasing. You know. Um Absolutely. so you have to really sit down and you, you almost have to make a plan and you have to stick to it. Um, as for me, it's just a discipline thing. I'm a disciplined person. I just I'll just I just switched it up because I was tired of it. And I just absolutely did not care if anyone was mad at me about it. If they wanted to ask me why I did it, then I was happy to explain. If they didn't want to ask me, they didn't want to be mad, then they just had to remain upset about it. Now, later, if I ran into them, I'll tell them, you know, because I'm, I'm, you know, I don't like um, issues. I like to keep the peace. But right. if it's something that I could talk to them about, maybe. But other than that, um, you know, for me, it was just a discipline thing. And, I was, I'm tired. I was tired of it, so I just said, hey, this is what I'm doing. Absolutely, absolutely. Tritima, for you, uh, is it something that um, I know you have um, children, and so is it something that you try to instill in them as well? Because especially when you're a child, you know, you get, you know, you have kids who, who get into that mode easily. Um, is becoming people please. The way I did this because, you know, Johnny or whoever wanted me to do this. Um, so is that something that you try to uh, implement with the kids as well and getting them to, you know, I, I kind of identify when they're going through that stage as well? Yeah, I, I found myself um, with my son. He's 12. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, the young man that he is now, he's so himself. And yeah. I've always <laughs> I've always practiced letting him be that. And as right. he was growing up, you know, he kind of tried to adjust to number one his size because he, he's a tall kid. He's you know, and mm-hmm. he was always taller than everybody. And then, you know, sometimes he was made fun of for being too smart or this or that or the way he dressed. And what I starting feeling in him a long time ago is just to be himself and love mm-hmm. himself and you don't you don't care about what nobody but you you own it. And so today at twelve I could walk in and say, You wearing that? And he'll say, Yeah and he'll keep walking. <laughs> and I, I say, Well well if I tell him I don't like it, he'll say, But I like it and he'll keep yeah. walking. Well that to me that's minor because number one, he's a respectful child and anyone to tell you that but I, I, I'm happy, and that was also something that helped me realize that I wasn't living my life and true to myself as well anymore. I had lost my way because yeah. he had to learn that from me. So it kind of flipped where I learned it all again from him um, because <laughs> my, my son is indeed a unique child. He's himself. Yeah. He's hilarious, but he is he, he loves himself. He's okay yeah. with what, whatever he does, he he does not care if someone talks about him. 
Um, now, he's a compassionate child. He cares about feelings. But when it comes to him, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, well, I like this shirt, but I'm going to wear my shirt. You know, that might sound <laughs> minor, but, you know, kids can be kind of cruel now. But um, if he likes it, he likes it. And, you know, he owns yeah. it. And that that shows confidence. And so he's not really bothered by anyone. Mm-hmm. You know, no one bothers him because yeah. that's, just, that's just James. That's just James. Oh, my God, did you hear what James said? <laughs> and the way he speaks and the way he talks and the way he uses vocabulary, you know. And that, that has helped me. And it gave me a reminder of, okay, well, he got that from me. I called him that. Yeah. So Absolutely. clearly I can do it and get back to where I was. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. And so for you, uh, Jatima, what lessons, what are some lessons that you learned going through the stages of being a a people pleaser? And even with some of the stuff you you shared in this book, what were some of the the greatest lessons that you took away uh, from that, that time period in your life? Um, the greatest lessons I took away because uh, I reflected way back, so I've been, mm-hmm. you know, I've been doing it for a very long time without knowing it. But uh, the greatest lesson I took from it was kind of what I spoke on earlier. I'm not going to change who I am as a right. person, but I can yeah. change how I do things and how I think of things. So, um, the biggest thing I got out of that is never let the world or anyone change me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to always be generous. I'm going to always be funny. I'm going to always be nice. Um, But I can always put that but at the end of it. You know, at first it was like, okay, I'm just going to be nice. Well, I'm going to be nice. And then I also took from it, um, you know, if you do things with no expectations, you know, you don't have to worry about it. Um, So that was my biggest thing. Um, For the longest I felt like, well, if I'm doing this for people, if I'm doing this, if I'm supportive or if I'm here or if I'm helping or if I'm offering, why are they not? Why are they not? Why are they not? Why? You know, and I had to sit back and think about that. And that has a lot to do with me. It has a lot to do with everyone else. Number one, we choose who we're there for. We choose who we help. We choose who we do things for. We choose who we let into our circle, in our homes, Absolutely. in our lives, in our minds, in our hearts. All of those are decisions. So. Absolutely. What I got, the biggest thing I got from that is just make better decisions and choices according to my life and my children's Mm -hmm. life. My decision, you know, I I was always thinking about everyone else first. You know, God gave me those children. He gave me my life. That's going to have to come first now. So my decisions Mm -hmm. weren't about, well, you know, let me get the kids ready in the car and do all this and do all this so I can get up here and make sure this person's happy. (laughs) Right. I mean, I had to sit down and think about, look, it's too late. I, I'm not busy packing these twins and car seats over here to deliver no pie. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll bake you a pie. I'll bake you a right. pie. Come pick up a pie. You know, I just figured out ways <laughs> to, to, you know, to, to twist it, you know, so I could still be who I am, but just kind of change it up a little bit, you know. So I've learned to do that. And I've also mm-hmm. learned uh, everyone doesn't think like me. And that's mm-hmm. something we always have to look at as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if I'm out there doing all this for everyone, like I said, unknowingly, some people may not even know they're the one using you. They're just used to you being that way. You know, I've been told by people, 
Well, and if I if I told them, well, you weren't here for me. You didn't do this. You didn't do this, and I needed you. And I and they say, well, I mean, I didn't know you don't ever need no help. You always got this. Well, you always and you have to sit and think like, is that the perception, or that's just how they think? You know, so everyone just doesn't <laughs> think like me. So I had to think about that too. You think about all those things before you make decisions. So um, those were the biggest things I took away from it. But like I said, the main mm-hmm. thing is. Um, I'm not going to let them change who I am. I'm a child of God. I'm here to serve. I'm here to do the things that I'm supposed to do with discernment and with guidance and with um, smart decision-making, number one. So um, that's the biggest thing I got because it can change you. Um, But I didn't want it to change you in a negative way. I want to be who I am, just smarter about being who I am. Absolutely. Absolutely. Shatima, at the end of the day, when people have the opportunity opportunity uh, to uh, read this book, um, what do you want them to be able to, or what is it your hope that you hope that they are able to take away um, from this book when they read it? Um, from this book as a whole, and then even with mine, because I know each chapter is different, so each person who reads it, I say read it with an open mind um, and comprehension. And if something doesn't apply, just read it and soak it up. But if you get to a chapter, a Dear Diary part or something, and you say, oh, my God, this is me, or I can relate, I feel like everyone's going to relate to something in this book. I say take that and don't look at it negative. I just from this book, I just want you to see that there's somebody out there going through the same thing, somebody out there Absolutely. doing the same thing, somebody out there Absolutely. experiencing the same thing, <laughs> and here's their solution. This is what they did. Or they may still be trying to struggle through it, and you're not by yourself. So mm-hmm. it's a relatable book. So I just want people yeah. to, to look at the book and get it and say, I can relate to so many chapters, or there may just be one that stands out. But to, to to see something and know somebody is experiencing the same thing and they spoke out about it because a lot of people don't. Um, I just want everyone to celebrate with us and not to be afraid to share their truth as well. Absolutely. And I'm glad, I'm glad that you decided to share um, your truth because I get it. I get it being a private person because I'm super private <laughs> myself. So yeah. I get it. I get it having to kind of peel off that layer of skin. It's like, oh, Lord, like what a, <laughs> what a, what well, and then what, and, <laughs> yeah, and, and the part I wrote about, I'm extremely private. Like I don't yeah. talk about I don't talk about my dating or love life ever unless you're extremely close to me or family. So for me to uh, write about that, um, it's going to probably be new to a lot of people because they're like, she went through that. Or like, how did she get through that? Like what? Like what? (laughs) But that's what I wanted because there's a lot of us out there going through the same thing. Yeah, and um, for me, being, for me being who I am, and those who do know me, and then they'll see me, they'll see another part of my life that I don't share. Um, I just hope that helps them if they're experiencing the same thing, um, because what I wrote about is really uh, prevalent. Like it really happened. 
and um, as women, we don't we don't see it happening that way. Mhm. Mhm. Absolutely, absolutely, and I, I'm just so glad that uh, you decided um, to to come on board, um, and that you and Cheryl were able to make this uh, c- connection um, that was definitely meant to be. And I'm glad that you had the opportunity to share your story because, like you said, oftentimes. Those things that we keep inside is somebody else, somebody else that has experienced that, and they're looking for somebody to, you know, to kind of go through that healing process with, and, and being being able to identify, you know, with somebody who's been through those situations that they have been. So, I'm glad that you were able to be uh, a part of this project. And so, Tristina, uh, what would be what would be your advice? Uh, to those individuals out here listening this evening, you know, they may be listening to you and, and us talk and they're identifying that, hey, you know what, I, I'm I'm thinking I might be a people pleaser. What would be uh, your words of advice or encouragement um, to those individuals? Um, my word of advice and encouragement would strictly be positive. Um, if you've listened or if you caught a glimpse of someone else's or seen it or even after you read the book, take it as a positive thing. Number one, do not identify the people and get upset, okay? Um, you got to pray for them and keep it moving. But what you can, what right. you can do is you got to sit down and reevaluate your life, bottom line, because it, it depends on what area that it's really in. And if it's in all kind of areas, you got to sit down like you budget in your checkbook. You got to really sit. If you're a writer, write it. If you're a thinker, think about it. If you got to listen to music, because I'm a music person, I'll lay back and listen to music and think. Um, you have to take time and do that. And then you have to come up with a plan. And then you got to stick with it. And then you're going to have to um, forgive before you have to give the forgiveness. Because, mm-hmm. like I said earlier, when you make those decisions to change your life, um, and to focus on your life, to get it together in order for you to be happy and to succeed and to be a blessing to others, um, you got to understand if, if people are so used to you pleasing them and you take it away, it's like giving baby candy all the time. And you just told them to stop. You got to take the sucker from the baby. And it, some people are going to throw a fit. Or they're okay. not going to like, they're going to be upset. Or they're going to say, oh, you're brand new. Or you're doing it. You got to have tough skin. And when you're ready, you're just ready. And um, those who are in your corner are going to stay in your corner no matter what. They may ask, and you explain, and they say, okay, and they just roll with it. And you, you're going to find out who that is. You're going to find out who's in your corner. You're going to find out who's rooting for you. You're going to find out who's been there from day one. You overlook them because I had to do that. See, I had friends. And I get emotional about that because one of them, she's so close to me because she's been mm-hmm. here for, for some years. And you overlook the true meaning of friendship in some people. Absolutely. So you have, you Absolutely. have to sit up and say, I haven't been a good friend with that person. And they've been a great yeah. friend to me this entire time right. while That's I was right. over here pleasing all these people. Mm-hmm. And that was me. So true. And, and so you have to you have to own up to that, too. Um, so it's it, it just be positive um, because this is your life and you have to sit down and say 
how do I want to live out my life and who do I want around me, what kind of success. And then my number one thing is if you have children, and I had to think about that, what are my children seeing? Because whatever they see you always doing, a lot of times yeah. it's going to mimic. Right, right. And my son did one time mention to me, and this is before my twins, but I had to reflect back. Um, we were going somewhere, and he said, well, why do we got to go over there? They don't ever come to our house. Mm. Mm. And I was like, oh, because that's what we do. Right, you know? and right. I had to think about that. Yes. I had to really think hard because my son recognized that, and our children mm-hmm. recognize it more than we think. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want him thinking now, you know, that's okay, because it's not. Because yeah. friendship goes two ways. Um, and, you know, friendship and servitude is two different things. If I'm out serving, it's because I'm serving, and that's what I was called to do. I'm, I'm supposed to be out there helping, feeding people, doing this, doing this. But if you're going to be my friend and in my circle, we're supposed to be serving each other, helping each other, being there for each other. So um, I just say take it all positive. You've got to map out what you need to do, evaluate who's there, who's not there, um, and just go forward. And you have to have tough skin because in the long run, whatever it is you're supposed to be doing, everybody cannot go and everybody won't go. And then also you can't be selfish. I know it sounds like the whole thing is selfish, but it's not. Um, And that's when I said earlier I didn't want to change who I am because I'm not a selfish person. But when you start saying no and start thinking about things and saying no, not today, I could do it then, or no, I can't do that, sometimes you'll feel guilty. Don't feel guilty because that will make you – you'll feel like you're being selfish. You'll feel guilty. Um, You just got to decide to do it and go forward and just do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely agree. And well, well said, you guys. And so, you guys, uh, be on the lookout for Diary of a People Pleaser, um, Overcoming the Need to Conform to Others. Uh, due to release, um, excuse me, at the end of March, you guys. And so, as soon as it drops, uh, we will be sharing that link with you guys uh, via the beautiful Butterfly Show page. But, um, also, and so, Tratima, for the folks out there uh, who may want to connect with you because she's also an entrepreneur, folks. Uh, so she is able to get those T-shirts and all those uh, great designs going for you guys. So make sure you guys connect with her as well. And so tell the folks how they can go about connecting with you um, as far as social media and all those places. Um, social media, you can find me on Instagram at I am Tima Wima. I-A-M-T-I-M-A-W-I-M-A. And from there, you can connect to my entrepreneur page, The Black Hippie. Um, You'll see it on there, so you'll find it. And on Facebook, I'm just listed as Tima Jackson. So feel free to hit me up or connect with me. I'd love to talk with you or chat or do some work for you or whatever. Wonderful, wonderful. And Jatima, thank you so much for joining uh, me this evening. And uh, I'm excited for you um, to see what uh, else is in store for you. And I just love your energy. Uh, You definitely um, exude some wonderful and positive energy. And so I am glad uh, to be able to have connected with you. And uh, I'm looking forward to what's more uh, 
to come in store for you. And definitely want to thank you so much for coming on here this evening. Well, thank you for having me, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, the energy was great. <laughs> you're easy to talk to as well. <laughs> um, I, um, uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, um, when the book comes out, all that, everybody support it. Um, like I said, hit me up on social media. Hit up, uh, listen to the show more. Um, this is a great show, um, and I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on here. Absolutely, you guys. And so uh, I hope that you have a great uh, rest of your evening, and I will be talking with you again soon. All righty. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, you guys. That was Arthur Tratima Jackson. Um, co-author of The Diary of a People Pleaser, Overcoming the Need to Conform to Others, um, compiled by Cheryl PD, you guys. And so make sure you go and connect with both of these ladies so you guys can keep out when the book is released and other projects um, and things that they have going on as well, both very, very awesome ladies. And so um, coming up Thursday, you guys, uh, you guys know it's tax season. <laughs> Uh, Christina Barnes is going to come on. She's going to talk about maximizing your tax refund. So she's going to tell you guys how to get some more money. Y'all like a little money, huh? Uh, back on those tax returns and all those great things uh, going on this Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. So again, thank you so much to Shiro PV for uh, orchestrating and putting this together and uh, providing that connection with Tratima and as well as Tratima for coming on here um, and sharing with us this evening and to all of the callers on the lines who um, have listened or submitted your questions. We appreciate you. We appreciate your time uh, for tuning in and supporting um, our guests and the Beautiful Butterfly Show this evening. And so with that said, folks, we're going to get ready to get out of here and we're going to play some changes and rearranges. This is by a recording artist, Esnavi. You guys go can go and check out her music um, at esnavi.com. Uh, That's E-S-N-A-V-I.com, as well as on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Twitter. That's Esnavi, you guys. And so with that said, we're going to get ready to get out of here. And uh, we hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your evening. I'll see you Thursday, same time, same place.
Nothing in our life remains the same. Constantly. 